Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is a five-time NCAA champion. He led our U.S. national team to all sorts of gold medals and other success as well. Last year's team was both the ACC champion and an Elite Eight participant. Mike Krzyzewski even gets to coach a grandson for the first time, at least at Duke this year. Coach K, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's it is nice uh, having my grandson on the team. Well, I would imagine so. <laughs> Does either your daughter Debbie or your wife Mickey have requests, demands, expectations, or what is what he used to call you, Poppy? Right? Yeah, what is no, he, even he call you now? He calls me Coach. <laughs> uh, he'd lose a lot of street cred if you <laughs> call Poppy. But uh, no, uh, my family's good, and although we haven't played a game yet, and uh, <laughs> but Michael's Michael's playing time will be. Uh, not very much. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> he has to earn it like everybody yeah, else. Yeah. Hey, before we get into your Duke team, you are no longer the USA basketball head coach, but that has been a part of your fiber for a long, long time. The baton has been passed to Greg Popovich, and there was a disappointing finish at the World Cup. Yeah. What is your two cents on just how USA basketball gets back to something that you helped reinstate, more top guys saying yes more often? Yeah, well, I think, uh, one, it's tough to maintain uh, being undefeated or, you know, and, and the change in calendar hurt. Uh, used to be every two years, they'd either be the Olympics and then two years later the World Champs Championship or World Cup. And after we won in Rio, they, uh, they put a, like more of a soccer or football format in, into it. And so it's now 19, and one year before the Olympics and when it finished, was a week later, they were starting NBA training camps. So participation was much more difficult for Coach Popovich, and and uh, he'll he'll have it all together. You know, he's a you know, he's a great coach, a great guy, and I've spent time with him. And uh, but it's not easy. It's it's not easy. And but we'll uh, we'll get it back together for the Olympics. You put out a statement saying that you're uncertain of the complexities of the California law right. and the future of the amateur model in college sports. Um, how do you boil down your thoughts? You know the argument is the NCAA enjoys the free market to make billions of dollars. You enjoy the free market to make millions of dollars. What about third-party money for these top athletes? Well, I, again, it's, I don't think it's the answer. You, can, you can't just answer that question. You have to take a look at, that's why it's very complex, because you're, you're going to change, you have to change the definition of, of what you think the collegiate model is, uh, what amateurism, and uh, there, there's more, it, it, it's complex. And uh, I think the NCAA has moved in the right direction over the last few years. In fact, I know they have and giving more to the student athletes. It's much better. Now, but we're, we're, we've been catching up to decades of never doing anything. And the landscape for these kids has changed. And it uh, has continued to change, but we haven't changed along the way. And so everything is kind of hitting at one time. You know, and by the end of the season, I'm sure there'll be dozens of states that'll pass this legislation, and they may not wait till 2023. Right. And uh, so it's uh, a pressing need to take a look at 
the whole thing. And what do we do for the kids that we have the honor to bring into our institutions and coach? And yeah, it's, it's not gonna be answered by just saying, I like this or I don't like it. I think, I think the coaching fraternity has to get really involved and that means a reorganization of the NABC, National Association of Basketball Coaches. I, I'm not against any other divisions, but I think we need to have a division of just Division One, and we to, we need as coaches to act more like a union and looking out for the interests of the game and specifically the interests of the players. Uh, the players have no advo advocates and the coaches association is not strong right now or organized to the level that it needs to be. In other words, you're asking me about this. You can then ask eight other coaches. Yeah. And we'll all have different views of it. And what we should as a coaching fraternity, just like a union would, like here's what the coaches think. It's always been this way, David. And yeah. And that's that's not the way to run a railroad, you know, or an airline business or something that's going to sustain a billion-dollar business. And uh, so uh, this is a, a this is a great time for everyone who benefits from the game to make sure we take care of the game and the kids who play the game. That's how I look at it. Mike Krzyzewski is joining us on the David Glenn Show. For those who don't follow this stuff quite as intensely, remember that Zion Williamson has moved on. R.J. Barrett has moved on. Cam Reddish has moved on. Those three guys as NBA lottery picks. Trey Jones is back for his sophomore year at point guard. And Coach K has a, an intriguing blend of veteran talent and yet another amazing incoming freshman class. The Zion phenomenon, I mean, continues to be worldwide. We've seen you send other number one picks to the NBA, uh, and I would get, you know, Elton Brand has to be one of your best pros right. ever. Grant Hill, high pick. Kyrie Irving, a high pick. I don't know if your brain works in the in projecting guys to the next level because your job is a college sports head coach. Uh, does Zion have a chance, if he stays healthy, of being the greatest pro that you have ever sent to the NBA? Yeah, well, I think he has a chance to be an all-star, and then it'll de determine. We still have... We have 26 guys in the pros right now, so they <laughs> right all have now. they all have a chance to to be <laughs> whatever crazy. level they're going to be at. <laughs> and uh, uh, but Zion, David has uh, uh, star quality. He has star ability, but he also has the people skills to handle the attention. He has fun, and he's really smart. And he's a great teammate. And so he will, if you're going to be a great player, you have to figure out how to positively affect your environment. It, not just how you play, but how do you affect everyone else. And he has, he has the ability to make a very positive impact in that regard. And, and he's with an organization. It's an exciting team. I watched them uh, last night in exhibition against uh, Atlanta. And uh, a kid who's going to benefit greatly is Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Because he is, his first thing that he does is pass. And when he was with the Lakers, with LeBron, who's a great player and a great friend, he had, his first thing that he had to do was shoot. 
And so when you're not doing the best thing that you can do first, it has uh, negative impact. But if, like with Lonzo, he's going to get three or four assists with Zion that all of a sudden his shot's going to be better. Uh, not really. It, it'll all, uh, he's going to make people better. And he's, uh, he's going to make people better. I like, I like the environment that he's in and the city he's in. He's, uh, you know, they've embraced him, and he's more of a small town. Not that New Orleans is but smaller than New York and Chicago. Yeah. So uh, he, he's, got, he's, he's got a chance to be something terrific. As a young guy, I had the privilege of talking to your old colleague and friend, Dean Smith, quite a bit. Yeah. And I, to this day, I remember his answers to things like defining success. And I've told you I'm so glad you have your own show so you get to talk about beyond basketball right. and other things. I wonder, do you define success similarly now in your early 70s as you did before? Because you know how this goes. Like Coach Smith used to often say, hey, it's harder to win the regular season title than it is to get hot for three days at the ACC tournament. And in recent years, I mean, you were the ACC champion last year, but the last two years, if one possession goes the other way, you might be the national champion, but you're not. How do you, I mean, everybody looks to you for leadership. How do you define success when sometimes those margins are razor thin? Yeah, well, if my team, like I thought we had a great year last year, and uh, it was too bad that Zion got hurt, and we could have been eliminated by Johnny Dawkins' team, and, but if Zion had not been hurt, I don't think we have those close games then. We may have been beaten by Michigan State uh, uh, anyway, but uh, we'd have gotten there with a, a more of an accomplished ego. And, and when I, and so I look at it, I said, you know, we're that close to winning or losing. Like, it was a hell of a year. We had 32 wins and, and uh, but when Dean, Dean is one of the greatest in any sport of all time. It was a different time too. Yeah. Like if you were, it's not, you know, sometimes the regular season, you, you, some of it, it's one game even in the regular season. And you may have had the, you may not have, you may have had just a little bit easier schedule and it just takes one game. So someone like for us, uh, you haven't won the regular season. It's not, it's, it's not equal. You know, the tournament isn't equal either, but you know, you try to win whatever you want, what you can win and get, be ready for the overall tournament. That's the NCAAs. I mean, I, I think we're def we define ourselves or we advance. And, uh, trying for that elusive prize. It's not that easy to win. It that's, is not. That's why, and we've been fortunate, we've won five, but you know, a lot of great programs haven't won any, or won, and and because uh, there's only one winner. You know, it's not 40 teams going to bowl games, like in or 80 teams going to yeah, bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out of 120, there's one winner our sport can be very very cruel yeah, yeah. <laughs> mike shashevsky knows the ups and the downs well far more ups than downs last year was an extreme rarity i don't know if it's your team was the only in the history of ncaa basketball but it is incredibly rare that your four best players are all true freshmen right three have moved on 
What changes for you as a coach or what changes for your leadership group? Trey stays, and it feels like a more traditional balance of quality veterans and amazingly talented freshmen. Well, your point is, your question and point is a good one because uh, this is the first year in a long time, probably since 2015, where we had the veteran leadership to go along with an outstanding fre uh, freshman class. It was a national championship. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would hope that it does that. But uh, really, uh, having Trey back is huge, but where Javin and uh, Delorier and Jack White are is huge. You know, they're confident about who they are. They're older. Uh, they've been through it. And, uh, and this freshman class looks to them Whereas, not that Zion and RJ did not look to them, but they didn't need to look at Yeah, right. Our freshmen need to look for some guidance. And uh, our upper class is giving it to them. What that creates is more of an old-fashioned, uh, for me, an old-fashioned team. So they've been great so far. Uh, I, you know, I, there's not much separation so, like, there has been, you put a starting five out there the last couple of years, and then holy mackerel, it's different. For us, it could be a, a number of different combinations out there. Coach Bayheim, your good friend, turns 75 next month, mm -hmm. and just numerically, he becomes the oldest head coach in the history of Division One men's basketball. Wow. Uh, do you guys have any just for fun? I'm never retiring until you do. Well, and, and what is your broader outlook? I picture, Coach, a mic drop moment for you. you you're not, yeah. as a West Point guy, you're probably not wired this way. But go out with a national title. Don't tell anybody ahead of time and just say, all right, see you all later. Well, I'd like to be put in that position. <laughs> see, why don't you arrange that? I wish I had and that then, kind of power. And man. if I <laughs> felt that have way. Have you ever dreamt that? No, no. No. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't dream of endings uh, of that. I dream sometimes of an ending of a game. Okay. But, uh, you know, Jim and I are, are great friends, and we're very similar in the fact that we've stayed at, he's, he's been at his school even longer than me. But uh, we got in it for the right, not, well, we got in it for the same reason. We really wanted to teach and coach, and we love basketball. And so... When you retire, I think you retire because maybe you grow tired of what you're doing or, you know, it could be sickness or whatever, or you, you, you want to do something you love. Well, you're already doing what you love and you're not sick and I think I should still do this. Ride and, it out, man. Yeah. And uh, I, I think we both feel the same way. I don't... Uh, and, but when the time is right, and then I'll just do it. You know, it won't be a. <laughs> I, I, I would like to be tested that way, uh, to win uh, our, a national championship and see if I'm still going to do it. You're being pulled to your next car wash interview. I'm going to save a JJ Reddick question for your next visit with us. Mm -hmm. He wants. He shared with us that you once told him he did not yet deserve to be a national champion. And that always stuck with him. But I'm, I'm out of time, so I'll just leave you with this. Quinn Cook told us 
that your love for Beyonce has extended to such extremes. He said that after bad games or practices, you would put Beyonce rehearsals up in the film room for the motivation of the Blue Devils. No, is, is not, <laughs> not rehearsals. We did it one time where what we're trying to say is if you want to be a great player or a great team, you have to practice great. Hmm. And, uh, and so we showed her in a dressing, her dressing room with her background belting out a song before she went on and uh and then if you get yeah and so if you practice at that level then the ambiance of the crowd and whatever might lift you higher but if you don't practice and get yourself to a certain level then don't expect the crowd to you know take you to where you're supposed to be and I'm a big believer in that. Cool stuff. Thank you, as always, for answering our calls and today for the in-person visit on the David Glenn Show. All right. Thank you, guys. You got it. Mike Krzyzewski, the 40th year, the 40th year head coach of the Duke Blue Devils, a five-time national champion, a mega-time ACC champion, last year's ACC champion, also another trip to the Elite Eight for Mike Krzyzewski. For those who don't know the details, remember, you do have – Trey Jones back for his sophomore season at point guard. That's huge. The guy played 34 minutes a game last year. Incredible leader, incredible distributor, really good defender, et cetera. He'll be an improved version of himself. You have Javin Delorier back for his senior year. You have Jack White back for his senior year. You have Jordan Goldwire and Alex O'Connell back for their junior seasons at guard. You have Joey Baker back. And then come the four freshmen. Seriously, I've been at this for 33 years. I think for 33 years in a row, I have said, hey, man, wait till you see Coach K's freshman. I mean, seriously, 33 years in a row. That's insane. Anyway, this year their names include Vernon Carey Jr. He's a big fella. Uh, he's kind of a thick, burly, strong dude with some great touch. I've seen him in high school. A guy named Matthew Hurt is a kind of a stretch forward, 6'9 guy, really skilled and talented. How many great players has K had? at a stretch forward type position, even before they used to call it that, right? Ferry and Leitner and Matthew Hurts, a really good player, five-star guy out of Minnesota. A guy from our state, Wendell Moore Jr., is back or or entering Duke as another four-star guy. And Cassius Stanley is a wing player who just set like the vertical leap record in the Blue Devils preseason. It is an unbelievable roster. And that's why Duke, along with Coach K, is, again, one of the favorites nationally and one of the favorites in the ACC. Appreciate Mike Krzyzewski for his extended visit here on the David Glenn Show. Let's throw it back to the studio in Raleigh, and then we're back here live in Charlotte at the 2019 ACC Operation Basketball event. More great coaches still to come. Glad you're a part of it on the David Glenn Show.